spirit of evangelism to hit our body, and that God is really calling our church to a time of winning the lost and moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. We have such an incredible foundation at this church. In the last two years, we've had so many saved and filled with the Holy Spirit and so many transformations in many of your lives. And now it's like the Lord is saying, okay, you're ready. You know, you're ready to go into the lost and dying world and give hope and love away. Amen. We're not called to be just a pretty church sitting on 949 East Bell Road. This church is called to something very significant in the kingdom of God. And so as your pastor, God has really been putting in my spirit to uh, prepare us for this season and get us ready and get us in the mindset of, of what God's about to do because you are the church. These four walls is not the church. It's a building where we meet and we equip and we minister to needs, but you are the church in the highways and the byways. You are the one that is among the lost and the hurting and, and the sick. And, and so God really wants to empower you as a believer in Christ Jesus to be his hands to a lost and dying world, amen? And so I just wanna get you in that position so you can begin to experience God for yourself, that you don't need to be in a five-fold ministry or ordained position, we are all called by God. Amen? And I don't want us to be so comfortable at a church that we just get so used to having good church, because we have good church here, you know? But I don't want that to be our comfort zone. I want this next season, the remainder of this year, to get a little uncomfortable for us. I want us to take leaps of faith when you're out at the job, that you have courage after the hours to say, hey, can I pray with you? Or take someone to lunch and share the love of God with them, or lay hands on this somewhere in the grocery store. I want you to have courageous faith in this season. Because if you want to build a church, that's how it's going to happen. It's going to be you being the church in a lost and dying world, and then bring him here where we can equip them and duplicate more people to win the lost. Amen? And so I'm going to be teaching the next couple weeks on um, the purpose of prayer. Because I believe that if we don't have our prayer walk with God, that we're missing our intimacy with God, and that intimacy is missing that power of God where we get the equipped authority of God to go and do what God's called us to do. And, I, and it may seem, oh, prayer is just such a basic thing. No, prayer is the thing. Prayer is the portal to the breakthrough in your life. Prayer is the missing miracle that needs to happen in marriages, in friendships, in restoration, in financial blessings. Prayer is the key that unlocks the blessings of God in your life. Amen? And so I want us to begin to be prayerfully minded as we go into this next season to say, God, I'm going to take the discipline of prayer and bring it back into my everyday. I want us to make that commitment in our life that we can get so busy just coming to church, having good church, and we're forgetting the personal relationship with Jesus Christ that needs to take place every day of the week. Sunday is not enough, amen? Getting a good word is awesome and getting fired up. It's not enough. Knowing Jesus every day of the week is what's going to be the empowerment for you to go into the world and see the signs, wonders, and miracles, to see people healed and filled with God and redeemed from their sins, amen? And it's going to come by bringing Jesus into every day. Because I asked the Lord, I said, okay, God, I know prayer is a great thing, but why? And the Lord said this to me as I was praying. He said, I want them to be mindful of me. See, we can be mindful of coming to church on Sunday or Wednesday or serving, but those are just the works of the kingdom. God wants you to be mindful of him. 
He's calling us back to that season of that intimate relationship with him. We can ride on the waves of God's, waves of God's goodness, can't we? We can ride on the waves of his grace, and it's a beautiful thing. But if you aren't stirring the prayer in your life, if you're not stirring that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, the wave is going to run out, and you're going to find yourself on dry ground again. This church hit a wave of the Holy Spirit. We had a movement, we have, we're in the middle of a movement of God, but the Lord is telling us to be proactive. He doesn't want us to hit the dry ground again. He doesn't want us to grow weary while doing good. He doesn't want us to be discouraged, because I can tell you right now, the enemy's trying to knock on your doors to bring a picture of discouragement, to cause you to get away from looking from the wave of his glory so that we don't have the harvest of the kingdom that we're called to have. So we have to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove and tell the devil to get behind us, and I'm going to step into Jesus every day. I'm going to be mindful of the kingdom of God. I'm going to be mindful of my worship, and I'm going to be mindful of talking to God every day. See, prayer is communication with God. It's not a religious thing that you just, you know, go through some rituals and say this little prayer in a piece of paper. God is looking for that relationship with you that intimacy with you. And I remember when I was 18 years old and I had fallen so in love with Jesus. And listen, I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised in a Bible study that took place every Friday night. People were being healed, delivered, demons were being cast out of them. I mean, the science, wonders, and miracles was all around me. But now I was coming into my own that God says, you have to come into knowing Jesus for yourself. You've got to know God's power for yourself. You've got to know God's voice for yourself. See, a lot of us, we've been coming to church, and it's been great, and you're seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, and you're seeing people be delivered, and we'll continue to see that. But God is saying, you know what? Right now, I want to know you. I want time with you. It's time to slow down our life a little bit in this season and trust what God is trying to say, that God is trying to impart something into you for the next season that's about to come. And the devil's trying to steal it out from underneath you. And the only way that you can have the fulfillment of God is if you slow down in your life and allow that relationship with God to begin to take place with yourself. Even married people have to get alone with God and talk to God yourself. And that's communication. And so when I gave my life to Jesus, God was trying to teach me this relationship thing. I couldn't write on the curtails of my parents anymore. I had to come in on my own. And God says, I want a relationship with you. And here I was, raised around all this Christian faith and raised around all this miracles of God, and yet I didn't understand the relationship with God part. And I said, well, okay, God, how do I have a relationship with you? And he's like, well, how do you have a relationship with someone you know? It's that simple. See, we can make prayer so far away, and we can make it so religious, and we can get caught up in the works of the prayer and misunderstand the principle is just talking to God, communicating with him, letting him know what you're going through, letting him know your dreams and your desires. You know, our quote this year is not just what you pray for, but what you prepare for. What are you preparing for the rest of this year? Prayer is preparation, amen? Prayer is like, God, what do I want from you this year? Maybe you had your things coming from God in the 21-day fast, but God's saying, what do you want right now? 
It's time to hone in and say, God, I need this miracle. I need this breakthrough. I need this financial blessing. I'm going to hone in, and I'm going to believe God for the miracles in my life. Amen? And I can't just walk around hoping it's going to happen. I've got to open up my mouth and begin to talk to the Creator Begin to talk to the one who has the answers. Begin to get filled with his hope and his joy and his faith in my life once again so that I can walk into the blessings of God in my life. And it's going to come ushered through in prayer. So God said, I said, how do I have a relationship with you? And I said, well, I call people on the phone and talk to them. He's like, exactly. See, talking to God is just being who you are. It's not the thises and the thous and be God. Lighting candles. That's religion. You talk to God the way you are. He created you in your personality. I'm a shouter. I'm a loud mouth. I'll walk through here and shout and scream and get God's attention all day long. Some of you may be quiet, but talk to God your way. Whether you've got to get in your car and talk to God, whether you've got to get up early when everybody else is asleep and get your cup of joe and talk to God, whether you've got to do it driving and commuting and turn off the radio, turn off the busyness, get off the phone, get off all those distractions and start talking to God. Because Pastor Paul said it right before I got up and he didn't even know my message, God is trying to talk to you. See, prayer is a communication. It's not a one-way street. It's not, God, I need this, and God, this, and why not? No, it's a two-way communication. It's a relationship. Can you imagine dating someone, and all they do is nonstop talking to you? Anybody ever had that friend? You're like, you kind of run from them. I know we love everybody in this church, but somebody is going to catch your ear. You're a little resistant to want to get around them too quickly, right? Because all they want to do is be heard instead of hear. See, God is a relationship. He is desperately trying to talk to you. He's trying to give you vision. He's trying to communicate. He's trying to talk to you about your children. He's trying to talk to you about your spouse. He's trying to birth vision and dreams on the inside of you. There's something great coming in this season of your life, and it's going to come by talking to God and then pausing and letting him talk back to you. And you may have to do that a few times in this season where maybe your ears have become dull or maybe you're not familiar with hearing the voice of God. You're going to have to discipline your flesh to quiet your world, talk God, talk God talk, amen, talk your dreams and desires, and then stop for a little bit and listen to what he has to say. When I get in my intimate time with the Lord and in the word, I have a notebook and a pen always ready because I want to hear what the Lord has to say. What is he saying over this church? What is he saying over my personal life? What are some dreams and desires that the Lord is desperately trying to communicate? And we think God isn't there for us, but in fact, we haven't slowed down enough to hear what he has to say. And our ears have become dull to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And God is saying, I'm calling you back, right? He says, I'm calling you back to a little bit of quiet time with me. Because this is the season you're going to hear something so significant in your life. How many don't want to be where you're at next year, right here? This is a good place. Maybe some of you are in a bad place, a good place. But who wants to be here a year from now? I want to be somewhere else with Jesus. I want to have somebody sitting next to me in church that I won to the Lord because I went to the highways and byways and I laid hands on the sick and they got healed because I prayed for them. I want to see the manifested glory of God in my own life. Amen? That needs to be our cry and our prayer this year. If you're wondering why things aren't moving in your life, you have to question your prayer life. Prayer is a portal to heaven. Amen? And it should be a very normal relationship. I want to go to Genesis 3, verse 8. 
And it says this. This is, of course, in, in the very beginning where God created man, and God did what? God created man to have fellowship with him. You know, the Bible says that God walked in the cool of the day every day. Do you know God is waiting every day to walk with you? When you wake up in the morning, God the Father is just waiting with anticipation to be invited into your day. God is is waiting for you to have communication to tell him what you're going through and what what you desire and, and the fears and all the struggles of your life. The moment you open up our eyes, our eyes need to be saying, hello, Lord. I invite you into my day. Why? Because God created us to have relationship with him. Amen? So if you look at Genesis 3, verse 8, it says this, that they know that Adam and Eve had just sinned, right? They had just eaten of the forbidden fruit, and they said this, and they heard the sound of the Lord God. Stop right there. See, God is a sound in your life. They heard the sound of God. See, God has a sound in your life that doesn't sound like somebody else's. God will talk to me in a way he may never talk to you that way. But there is a sound that you can hear from God. And it's the ability for you to hear from God for yourself. And you may, well, I don't know if I can hear God. I don't, I don't know if God speaks to me. No, there is a sound of God that wants to resound over your life. And you have to say, Lord, give me ears to hear what your spirit is trying to say over my life. Open up my deaf ears. Open up my blocked and the distractions. And let me hear your sound, God. Because I can tell you how God communicates to me. He's very strong with me. He's very understanding with me, but God may be gentle with you, and he may be a sweet voice to your life. I don't know how he communicates with you, but it was a sound. They heard the sound of God. And what I want you to see here in this verse is they had just sinned, and yet they still heard God. See, you may be sitting there this morning and feel handicapped because you've made mistakes in your life, or maybe there's a sin pattern that you haven't gotten victory over, and you think, why bother hearing from God? But Adam and Eve knew the sound of God even when they made a mistake. And you've got to stop letting the enemy tell you that you can't hear the direction of God because you have fallen short. Receive the grace of God, repent of that sin, and begin to hear what God has to say over your life. Say, Lord, I want to hear your sound over my life. And the sound that I heard a year ago is not the sound he's trying to say today. He's trying to do a new thing. He's trying to do a new victory in your life. He's trying to give you a new dream and release something new in your life. But we're so busy hanging on to the old word, hanging on to the old ways that we can't hear what God is trying to say today. Amen? They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. What I don't have up on the screen, but what I love is Adam said, we, God said, why are you hiding? And Adam says, because we are naked. He said, who told you you are naked? See, who told you you can't hear from God? Who told you that you're not spiritual enough? that you don't read your Bible enough? Who told you that you are incapable of hearing the voice of God? God's never spoke those things over you. God wants you to hear his voice. And he wants us to open up our hearts and invite him in. You should say every morning, Holy Spirit, come and let me hear the voice of the Father in my life. Amen? While you're doing this time of prayer, you're going to learn the very nature of who God is. And one thing that happens when you start inviting prayer back into your life and communication with God, there's going to be this discernment that's going to begin to stir up in your, in your heart. The Bible calls it the gift of discernment. 
See, discernment helps you be able to decipher what's right and what's wrong. Discernment helps you to understand when a wrong person comes in your life and when a right one comes in. Discernment gives you the ability to make a godly decision against a wrong decision. When you are in prayer, you have the discernment of the Holy Spirit that that may look right, but it don't feel right. That may look like a good deal, but that don't feel right. But see, when you're not in prayer, you're, you're led by your emotions, you're led by what you see, and you make the biggest mistakes of your life. But when you're led by the Spirit of God on the inside of you, when prayer is activated in you and you hear the voice of God, you can't be deceived. And I'll, I'll read you a scripture verse. Actually, let me read it to you right now, John 10, verse 27. I love this verse. You may have to pop down just a little bit. But during this time, God's going to give you discernment as she puts that verse up. Listen to this. My sheep, you're his sheep because you love Jesus. You've invited him into your, your life. My sheep hear my voice. See, because you have Jesus in your life, you hear his voice. And you may think, well, I don't. Maybe sometimes God just wants you to wait before he's giving you the answer. Sometimes we want that answer right away, and God's like, wait, I'm not ready to tell you the direction yet. Because there's a process, there's a time frame. I'm setting up my will and I'm trying to make something happen. But because we, don't, we think we want to hear God, we have to make a hurried decision. If you're not hearing anything, if there's a, no sound, then don't go. Don't do it. Don't move until you hear God. Sometimes there's a waiting process and it doesn't mean no and it doesn't mean yes. God just says not yet. But we get in a hurry, don't we? And we want to hear that answer right away instead of just slow down and hear what God has to say. Maybe God is simply saying no, and we don't want to hear it. I don't hear God. And that little still, still small voice is saying, that's not me. You know, really quiet on the inside of you. But we want you to hear God's yes, and maybe sometimes he's just saying no. Amen? Why? Because God sees the whole picture of your life. I, I've made mistakes in my life. I'm not always going to get it 100% right, but I can guarantee you the big decisions, I'm going to weigh it in the presence of God because God is never in a hurry. There's safety in a multitude of counselors. God will allow the wisdom of his spirit to nurture things in your life so that you can hear what God has to say in your decision. Amen? I've always, let me just see if there's anything up there. Okay, my sheep hear my voice and listen to what God says, and I know them. He knows you. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're struggling with. He knows the turmoils of your heart. And we come into church and we put on a good praise and we just think we're fooling God and fooling everybody else around you. And he's saying, wait a minute, if they would hear me, I would know they're hurting and they could come to me and I could give them hope and healing. I could give them joy. I could deal with that depression. Why? Because I know them. We can't fool God. Amen. It's time to go to God and give him all the stuff so that he can be the refreshing of our soul so that we can walk in the freedom to hear what God has to say in our life. The enemy will cloud your hearing. He will cloud you with discouragement. He will enrapture you with fear so that you can't hear what God is trying to say. And you better wrestle yourself out of that position of the enemy and step into the presence of God and say, tomorrow I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to stop and slow down and I'm going to hear from God and I'm going to get a plan from God and I'm not going to move until I know exactly what God wants me to do. Amen? So when that discernment kicks up because of what God says, you'll follow him now because he knows you. Discernment is this. It's a decision to be made in accordance to God's will. 
So you can't miss God when you slow down and you talk to God about the situation. He'll give you the discernment to make the right decision according to his will. It's a powerful tool we have, yet we go through 24-7 all week long and we rarely talk to God. This isn't a condemnation. This is inviting Jesus back in. I'm going to put remembrance of him in my day and I'm going to talk to God throughout my day so that I can hear what he has to say. I've always said this, I give, I give the voice of God three tests. I'll give you these three tests that I give God. Is it in the word of God? Does it line up with God's word? I give it a time test, because you can never lose with time. God is never in a hurry. Give it some time. This is how I try to discern the voice of God in my life on a decision. I'll, I'll, okay, God, this is the choice that I feel you want me to take. I give it to you, Holy Spirit. And then if it's a few days later and it's still resonating with me, I go, oh, I kind of feel like that's still God. And then I may give it another week and another week before I make a final decision. And if it's still kind of like life in me, you know, it kind of feels like there's life, the Holy Spirit's on it, that time test has told me it's true. I'm not being led by my emotions. I'm not being led by circumstances, but I'm really discerning God's will in that decision. But I've learned when I try to make a decision in the emotions, I make the wrong one every time. Why? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that decision by what I see instead of based on what the Spirit's trying to say. I have these later in my notes, but I'm going to tell you this. When God calls you to do something or God is speaking his will in your life, it will make you uncomfortable. Sometimes whatever God's calling you to, it call, requires a step of faith and courage, and you can't see the whole picture, or you feel like you never could do it. You can put a pretty good sign on that, that that's the will of God. When you feel incapable, God is capable in all things. That means the Holy Spirit will come alongside with you in that decision, and he'll empower you to do what you didn't think you could do. You think, well, I could never share Jesus with someone. When you're listening to the voice of God, and you're hearing his spirit in your life, you'll shock yourself what will come out of you when you step out by faith. God tells you to lead that person to Jesus. I don't know if I have anything in me, God. I've kind of been in a funk later, but you obey him anyway. You'll be shocked of the word of God that will come out of you. I remember the first time I went to the hospitals to pray for someone. I didn't want to say anything. I'm, I'm not saying a word. Can you imagine me going, not saying a word? But as soon as I got in there, the compassion of God, the time with God, all this time prior to be, being set up to do the will of God, God's word began to just pour out of me. God's compassion began to pour out of me and courage. Why? Because it was already done in private. So when God took me public, I was able to step out by faith because I was already building my courage privately with the Lord. You're going to be shocked what comes out of you when you step out by faith. You are full of the word. You are full of the Holy Spirit. You are full of his power, amen? And it's time to have courageous faith to do what God's called us to do and truly step out. So the last one is a mentor test. If you don't know the real answer, take it to a mentor. Take it to someone that you trust. And, and one mentor, not 10 of them, to get what you want. Truly take it to someone that you highly respect and submit that to them. I know over this church, there's been dozens of times I've called Bishop and, and said, hey, there's this idea I had or this plan. What do you think? And he's like, that's God. Do it. And I kind of knew it in my spirit. But you know what? Having a mentor to come into agreement, a man of God and a woman of God that's been there, 
hey, that set me free. Now I can move more courageously, amen? But it's time to hear the voice of God over your life. That scripture verse that we read just a minute ago, hear God's voice, it means to hear something and to perceive what's being said. So when you get up in the morning, tomorrow, because we're going to start this, and the word says, you say, Jesus, you said I hear your voice. That means I'm going to perceive what you're saying in my life. Put that faith to it. You said, God, that I hear your voice. That means I'm going to understand the sound that you have over my life. Just receive that by faith. All of a sudden, you're going to be about your day, and you're going to hear the voice of God. You're going to be, you could be in the middle of cleaning, and you're going to hear the voice of God. Why? Because you're allowing God to come in. You're giving him permission to come into your world. That word here means to understand. You know what else it means? It means you're not deaf. You're not deaf. You are capable of hearing the voice of God. I don't care how far away you feel, you can hear the voice of God in your life. All right? And that word voice there also means the sound of God. You're able to hear the sound of God, which we've talked about a lot. All right, let's open up to Matthew 7 share a few scriptures with you this morning. We're going to break down this scripture verse. It says this, Jesus was talking, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened up to you. Do you see what prayer is? Prayer is asking. So what are you asking from God? If you don't know what you want in this season, if you're not being real with God with what you're going through, you can't seek and find, and that door can't be opened up to you. We can't sling up religious prayers and just say a few quick things to God and think prayers are going to be answered. Be specific with God. I am asking you for this, God. I am asking you for this direction. I'm asking you for this kind of marriage. I need this kind of breakthrough in my, my life. You need to make a list of the things that you are desiring from the Lord. And you need to petition the Father with your desires. Because when you're asking him, right, those are the things that you desire, the things you require, right? It's those things that you need in your life. You have to ask from the Lord. So what are you desiring? If you don't know, then you're not asking. And that means that you're not receiving, right? Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, you know what that word means? Worship. When, you're, when you go to God to prayer, you're going to tell him what you're desiring, what you're longing for, and then you're going to worship him. And you know what worship is? It's thanksgiving. God, I'm going to enter into your courts with thanksgiving. I'm going to enter into your gates with praise. See, that's that relationship, that intimacy with God. After you've told him what you want, then you know what you do? You thank him for it. Thank you, God, that my marriage is healed. Thank you, God, that my joy is full. Thank you, God, that my body is healed. And you begin to thank him every single day for the healing in your life. You begin to thank him every day for that breakthrough in your life because praise releases faith. Let me share this. Uh, let's go on with this verse. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and he who seeks, you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened up to you. Do you see what that is? That's a constant petition going to God. That's not a one day lifting up your prayer and crossing your fingers, God's gonna answer. You are going to God, you're asking, you're worshiping him, and you're knocking on that door. That word knock means to be a reminder of. It's putting a demand on God's word. And that's where your faith begins to be activated. You're not demanding God, but you're demanding the word of God to work in your life. You've got to be persistent with God in this area that you need a breakthrough for. 
You got to go to God and go to God and take the word of God. I'm talking about that miracle and that breakthrough, that thing that's holding you back. You've got to begin to seek the Lord according to his word. And when you do that, the door will be opened unto you. Now, let me look at John 10, 9. What door do we want open? John 10, 9 says, I am the door. See, as you're praying, you are seeking his face. You're lifting your eyes up to Jesus and you're forgetting everything else. I'm going to seek you, God, with all of my heart. I'm going to worship you, God, every day in intimacy. And he says, when you do that, the door of Jesus swings open in your life. That means your healer is there, your redeemer is there, your joy is there, your hope is there, your breakthrough is there, but we're trying to go through it in another door, and God says, I'm not in that door, I'm through prayer and intimate relationship with you. See, the Bible says God is a jealous God, so he's not looking to fulfill you any other way but one-on-one relationship with him, communing with the Father, and it may be uncomfortable at first, but the more that you do it, the more that you will crave his presence. The more that you do it, the closer you'll get to his face. The more that you do that, the better you'll hear his voice. We're trying to hear God from a distance, and he's saying, come, I need you face to face. You know those little kids that you try talking to, and they're talking to you, and you're kind of not really paying attention. What do they do? They grab your face. They grab your face. Like, I just want you to see what I'm saying. See me, not just hear me. And that's what God's trying to do in this season. See me. Let's not be so busy in our life that we don't see him because we can be distracted and miss the greatest moment of what God's about to do, not only in your personal life but in the flow of this church and where God's taking us, amen? We have to have ears to hear what the Spirit has to say. Let me put this quote up there. The Lord gave it to me yesterday. It says this, prayer encourages steadfastness. So as you are praying, When you are talking to God, it encourages you to keep on going. Prayer is the faith that's ignited in your life to keep going until the miracle happens. But if you are not in prayer, you are not igniting faith. And you'll grow weary while doing good. Prayer encourages steadfastness and guards against just hardness during delay. Guards against, oh, dishardness. Sorry, sweetheart, I gave you the wrong word. Against dishardness, against delay. When your miracle hasn't happened, your heart can grow weary. Has anybody ever been there? So when you are in prayer, your faith is before you and you can't lose your heart. You don't lose your joy. You don't lose your peace when you are in prayer. But when you're not in communion with God, there's no faith being activated in your life. When you're in prayer, think of it this way. It keeps faith in front of you. But if you're not in communion with God, faith wanes away. You can have all the desires you want, but faith will thin out and you'll miss the blessing of God in your life. God is calling for intimacy back with us, amen? To hear his voice, to know his voice, to be sensitive to his voice. Because there is a clarion call of the Holy Spirit coming in this time in the church. There is a voice of the Spirit coming and he wants his church to be ready. And if we are not tuning in right now, we will miss what God's about to do. 
We have to be stirring up ourselves right now. We need to be praying in the Holy Spirit every day with our prayer language. We need to be activating the faith and the gift of God and stirring up discernment on the inside of ourselves. The Bible says that there'll be a great, a great turning away in these end times because people will go to itching ears and not hear the voice of the Spirit for themselves. There is such a Spirit of God rising up in me right now that we have to hear God for ourselves. Men will pull the kingdom of God away, but the voice of the Lord will stand in this season. And you've got to hear him for yourself. It's not enough for my voice, for a mentor's voice, and those are all great. Hear God yourself in this season, amen? So you don't miss what God's about to do. Amen? <laughs> Let me close with this. Matthew 6, 5 says this. When you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray in public so they may be seen by others. They already have their reward. See, the, 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 the uh, Pharisees were religious. See, God's not looking for religion from you. He's not looking for you just to say some prayers to feel good about yourselves. That's what they did. That's their reward. God is looking for a personal relationship with you, not to be seen by man but privately. And when you worship God privately, he will reward you publicly. Amen? Y'all are quiet today. When you're led by your feelings, your feelings will communicate something unpleasant or painful, emotional. But when you're led by the Spirit, it will push past all those situations. I want to put up this chart really quick. And I'm going to look at it on my phone because I can't see that far away. But we're made up of a body, soul, and spirit. And we know this, made up of three parts. The outward ring is your body. It's your senses, right? It's your brain. It's how we move. And Pastor Paul did a great teaching this morning on health in our body. So powerful. The soul is where our mind and our will and our emotions exist. And that's where we need to hear the voice of God. Now, our spirit right, is God living on the inside of us, but it's our soulish realm that gets messed up. Now, we are not, we are led by the Spirit through our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind, if you can read it, is your beliefs, your attitudes, your feelings, and your emotions or your memories. So when you are not spending time in prayer in the Word of God, you are running by your soulish realm, which is your personality, you're running by your conscious mind, which is your thinking or your reasoning. But the autopilot of your real decision-making is your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind are those things that makes decisions just automatically bypassing the natural mind. Have you ever been driving in your car and uh, you don't even know how you got home? You got close within like five miles. The next thing you know, you're pulling in your driveway and you're like, my God, thank God I didn't get hit by a car. Because your subconscious mind takes over. It's the things that are really ruling you underneath. And that's where faith needs to be activated. That's where prayer goes in and changes my beliefs. That's where the word of God changes my attitudes, right? That's where now my emotions are getting out of the way. And as you are praying and you are talking to God, it allows the word to go through to your spirit so that you can hear what God has to say. We've got to get off autopilot. We've got to get off just serving God. I go to church. I do this. I do a little happy that because we're not really making faith-filled, God-led decisions. God wants us to get into our soul, our subconscious with the word so that we can begin to really hear what God has to say. 
Because if we're ruling by our subconscious mind, we have entered into religion and we're no better than the scribes and Pharisees that are just going through the motions and really not walking in a relationship with Jesus. Amen? God loves us. And so Romans 12, 2 says this, what? To renew our mind to the word of God. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've got to renew our mind to this relationship with Jesus Christ. Renew our mind to our thought patterns and our belief systems, right? So that what? I can prove what the will of God is in my life. Amen? God is calling us to prayer, church. He's calling us to an intimate relationship with him. And not that you don't have it, because I know, I know all of you do, but he's calling us a little deeper. He's calling us a little bit more intimate, amen, so that we can do the assignment God's called us to do, and that is to win the world to Jesus. That is to see signs, wonders, and miracles through your life. We're having our Faith Sisters Bible study um, coming up the end of the month, and I, and I know Elder Karen's doing the Monday mornings at 10, and Maya and the, the team are going to be doing um, Thursday nights at 7, and we're going to be teaching on angels and the supernatural realm, and we want to teach you how to lay hands on the sick. We want to teach you how to pray for people. You will actually be active with each other and learning how to do this. We want to teach you how to win somebody to Jesus. Why? Because the most exciting thing is in life is when you're doing something for God. When you are busy about the kingdom of God, amen? When you are busy winning someone to Jesus, that's when your life really gets excited and when it has purpose in meetings. We can do all the wonderful things that God's called this, us to enjoy in life, and he does, but the real reason is to win somebody to Jesus. The Bible says he who wins souls is wise. Our church needs to be thinking about the lost and hurting world, Amen. And as we're spending time with God, he'll begin to stir our spirits in those directions. And you'll be able to clearly hear what he has to say. Go ahead and stand up to your feet, everybody. Close your eyes. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you this morning for every one of our hearts to be turned towards you, Father God. Every one of our hearts to be turned towards this personal relationship with you. That Jesus, anywhere where we've gotten religious with you, we are going to push that aside and we're going to go back to our intimacy with you, God. Lord, we're not going to ride on the waves of past experiences, but we want to step into what you're doing right now, God, with expectancy and with joy and with preparation, Father God, for the harvest is coming in, for the harvest is ready, Father God. Make us prepared to be doers for the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you touch every one of us, every one of the workers in the back, Father God, all of us that are called to build this church and do what you've called us to do, God. Put that spirit upon us, the heart of evangelism, Lord. Put that spirit upon us to come into your presence and take time with you, Father God. Take time in our worship and our intimacy with you, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you draw every one of us to a position to be private in your presence, Lord God, and give us ears to hear what your Spirit has to say, God. Give us a discernment in this season to recognize the enemy when he steps in the back door. 
Give us a wisdom of your spirit, Father God, and let us press through every resistance of the enemy, Father, and push into this great season that you have, that, Lord, you've called this church to be a light on a hill that cannot be hidden. And, Lord, we receive that clarion call in the name of Jesus. I want to ask anyone here this morning that need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, and maybe you're here today and you're away from God, and maybe you've been in some areas that you need to surrender over to the Lord, we're gonna give you the opportunity to confess that to Jesus today. And I want everyone to repeat after me, say, Dear Jesus, I'm asking you to forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my heart, forgive me, be my Lord and Savior. And Father God, let me be a person who hears your voice, that spends time with you, that is driven to your word. Holy Spirit, have your way. Set me on fire for the season you have. In Jesus' name, with all eyes still bowed. If you said that prayer this morning and you meant it with all of your heart, I want you to lift up your hand all over this room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There are just hands all over the place, Father. We thank you for all of those that are coming back to you, all of those that are making things right with you, Father God. We give you praise and glory. I'm gonna ask all the pastors and elders to make their way forward right now. We're gonna dismiss you to enjoy some father time today and some fellowship out in the courtyard. But if you need prayer for anything, make your way forward. We'd love to pray with you. Otherwise, God bless you and have a wonderful day.